0: An Indian burial ground they had mulch after the hurricane Hurricane Ike they had mulching stuff on that piece of land on that property lots of it this subcontractor called me to have it hauled away so I called up a couple guys I'd been working with and we ran that site for a good two weeks And as I was completing the job, I stayed on site, because we didn't have anywhere else to go, and we didn't have a job. We weren't welcome on the work site, so me and a friend of mine stayed on that property. And then at night, we would sleep in our trucks. So this one night, we were sleeping there, and it was very, very cold. A little snow was on the ground. So I remember about, like, 8 p.m., we went to bed early. I was laying down with my head somewhat by the window, I had a 1995 Freightliner SLD. It's a flat top and there's a single bed. So I was on the bed, lying down, and I heard a commotion outside the truck. I'm saying to myself, what's all the commotion? The wind was just howling and going on like crazy. I felt my truck shaking like it wanted to turn over. It was like... The wind was blowing something like 60 miles an hour. All of a sudden the wind just picked up and just started acting crazy. Anyway I hear the commotion again outside like folks talking and I'm wondering to myself who on earth is over here making noise at my head. I'm thinking out loud and I'm saying it's just me and my buddy over here in the truck and I'm hearing the noise of talking and the wind's blowing hard, while I'm saying, man, this is just crazy. I felt like a hand came through the side window, which is the window to the back of the truck, the little breathing window. I felt a hand touching me on the head. I start throwing my elbow and trying to hit the hand. I'm trying to shove the hand from off of my head and the touch went away. Then I heard the wind pick up some more, and then I heard somebody trying my door. My door was locked. So when I heard the person trying my door, I didn't say anything, because the truck was fully locked. I didn't worry about anyone coming in on me. I had the windows wound up and the door locked. I had a plastic bag on my brake lever, and I heard, like, the wind coming inside of my truck now. I mean, I hear the wind just howling inside the truck and it was just making a lot of horrible noise, picking up the plastic bags and tearing and everything I have and I'm saying, Lord, what is this going on? You know what I'm saying? My back was to the steering end of the truck, the front of the truck. I had my back turned. I was lying in the back of the truck and I felt a pressure came and lay on top of me, trying to pin me down on the bed. I'm crying out for the Lord and I'm saying, Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, have mercy. The blood of Jesus is upon you
1: trying to pin me down on the bed. I'm crying out for the Lord and I'm saying, Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, have mercy. The blood of Jesus is upon you. I'm crying out and I'm saying it real loud. I could hardly hear myself talking because it felt like my tongue was so heavy that I couldn't get a word out, but I was still saying it in my mind. And I'm trying to speak and I couldn't speak, but I'm saying it in my mind. I'm saying the blood of Jesus is against you until I felt it lift off of me. All I saw was my curtains thrown back and I heard it go through the door it went, as if a knife was chopping something. It went straight through my door. I turned my lights on and I got the Bible and I started to read and pray to the Lord. My friend who was next door to me in his truck heard nothing. And he said he got up and saw my lights turned on and asked himself what I was doing up at 3 o'clock in the morning. He didn't hear me screaming. He didn't hear anything. There's a house down here in Missouri City, Texas. A friend of mine owns it, so he asked us to stay there. I parked my truck outside and I slept in my truck when I came down on Friday and I stayed from Friday till today. I didn't go in the house and sleep because that house is terrible, but I slept in my truck. I heard demons coming in my truck, but they couldn't come in. I specifically bought the Passion of the Christ tape and I played it in my truck loud. And when it cut off, I heard the demonic forces coming toward the truck and pulling on my door. It was the same wind blowing. It happened this weekend, and I felt the presence came into the truck, but it couldn't come into the cab where I was. And I just got up, turned on the DVD, let it play. And it was peaceful sleep again. And I went back to sleep. George Stern, Senior.
0: Lapidite
2: plastic. Uh-huh. You, mutiny radio him.
3: better Raindrops from your eyes Washing all the mad out of you Raindrops from your eyes It's gonna make you feel better It's alright to feel things Though the feelings may be strange Feelings are such real things and they change and change and change Sad and grumpy, down in the dumpy Snuggly, ugly, mean and ugly Sloppy, slappy, hoppy, happy Change and change and change Big boy, big boy too
4: LA is a great big freeway, put a hundred down and buy a car In a week, maybe two, they'll make you a star Weeks turn into years, how quick they pass And all the stars that never were are parking cars and pumping gas They've got a lot of space, there'll be a place where I can stay I was born and raised in San Jose I'm going back to find some peace of mind in San Jose Fame and fortune is a magnet It can pull you far away from home With a dream in your heart you're never alone Dreams turn into And there you are, without a friend You pack your car and ride away I've got lots of friends in San Jose Far away from home With a dream in your heart You're never alone Dreams turn into dust and blow away And there you are without a friend You pack your car and ride away I've got lots of friends in San Jose Do you know the way to San Jose?
2: Gonna come back around
4: to the sad sad truth
2: The dirty law down I wonder, 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 wonder. Thought you'd like that
5: i you just shopping Hey.
6: You're
7: I'm smoking all that shit No place to go Bottomless time So big that everything just gets lost in there If it never comes out That's okay by me And on the other side By the time we get the light at the end of the tunnel I just don't think I'll be the same Know nothing I am Going to live the end Apocalypse man What the hell else there to do? I want a mission Not a gig or a good time I want a mission This scorny stiff legs From Come walking my way With an achy stench Shipwrecked souls Desolation paradise Found of the wonderland Of lost soul stem arms outstretched looking for something, lonely hero man sitting on the crest of the apocalypse, and our boy says something like, uh, hey sir, I'm a man away from home, and my soul is out on low, could you throw us down a bone, so I won't be all alone, cause I want to see it all, and I want to have it all, and I want to see it fall, and I want to take it all away. February 13th, birthday news, slipping around my neck, shivers up and down my spine, the time is mine, I'm feeling fine, I take this one thin dime, call my mom on the phone and say, say something with a warmer heart, say uh, you're boy done fucked up, had a bit of hard luck, went down the wrong trail, messing some wrong And all the wrong turns and all the bad turns And he never learned, just kept burning, never got to learn One more turn lives at another one turn Dirt getting stuck in my mouth Dirt getting stuck in my eyes Seeing everything through dirt All I see is dirt All I know is dirt Just talking dirt, talking dirt, digging dirt Loving dirt, rolling in dirt Dirt river, dirt slivers, dirt lovers Dirt undercover, dirt on the Chances on the new day, family man, family man, with your life all planned, your little sand castle built, smiling through your guilt. Family man,
5: here I come. to hearts, baby. Come, to
7: I come, to rape your woman. I come, 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 Your Christmas lights already up. You're such a man when you're putting up your Christmas lights first on the block. Family man, family man. I wanna crucify you on your front door with nails from your well-stocked garage. Family man, family man, family man. Saint Dad, father on fire. I've come to incinerate you. I've come.
8: Try to escape me in my very own soul. It's what made you so sure. old. I'm, sure. I'm sure.
9: Pick up truck loading up a nine, wasting any slime that tries to step. Word to the mother.
2: At black, BlackBlass Community Radio Thanks for listening A diesel head Bottom of the motherfucking hill.
0: truck bunk. I can't remember where this happened, city, state, etc. I wrote down the information in one of my many notebooks, and the notebook is in storage. I am a female driver, and at the time I had my chow shepherd mixed dog, Rowan, with me. We both sleep on the small bed. Rowan wanted to sleep at the head of the bed, so I turned around and put my head at what would be the foot of the bed. These truck beds are small, like twin size. I was sleeping soundly when I was awakened by someone trying to kiss me. He was poking his tongue between my lips to try and get me to open my mouth a bit so he could kiss me. I remember an old boyfriend I had years ago that would do that. I kept my eyes closed because I thought that if I opened them, he would go away. This incident was a nice, sweet kiss, and surely could have been a lot worse. I decided to kiss him back. It was a sweet, regular kiss that a normal man and woman would exchange. I'm not that lonely on the road, as one might think. I've been single for about ten years by choice. I have my dog to keep me company and my computer, audiobooks, podcasts, and work to keep me busy. The way that this kiss happened was that if this was a regular man in the cab with me, he would have had his back against the wall, and I would have had my back against a cabinet. And we would be very cramped. Rowan was taking up half the bed, so I was up against the wall with only about a park bench width to sleep on. When you are very tired, you can almost sleep anywhere or any position, I suppose.
10: Little,
1: little
0: I'm up half the bed, so I was up against the wall with only about a park bench
1: width to sleep on. When you are very tired, you can almost sleep anywhere or any position, I suppose. So this man would have to have been in the wall. As I was very close to the wall... With the amount of room I had to lay down, no regular man would have fit. We all three wouldn't fit on the bed, man, me, and dog. So he was actually in the wall and facing me. To the wall. With the amount of room I had to lay down, no regular man would have fit. We all three wouldn't fit on the bed, man, me, and dog. So he was actually in the wall and facing me. It was very weird. And it was nice and sweet. I did not feel violated. It just felt more like a usual boyfriend kiss.
0: In the San Luis Valley, UFO sightings are not considered unusual. There have been documented sightings since the 1600s, when the Spanish explorers documented the strange phenomenon. There have also been many cattle mutilations. It is estimated 10 to 15,000 since the 1960s, when the infamous Snippy the Horse was mutilated on a ranch near Mount Blanca, Colorado. What I can't understand is why mutilations weren't publicized prior to the 60s.
1: Since the 1960s, when the infamous Snippy the Horse was mutilated on a ranch near Mount Blanca, Colorado. What I can't understand is why mutilations weren't publicized prior to the 60s. Didn't hear about them prior to that. I saw an animal that had been mutilated, and it was bizarre. Not so much the cuts and other injuries, but the behavior of the other cattle. The cow had a calf, but the calf would not go near her, which is highly unusual. We've had cows that have died, and their calves still won't leave their mama's side. The other cows made a big circle around the mutilated cow, about 20 of them and one by one would take a step forward and jump back, step forward and jump back, just not typical. The rancher told us that the day before the mutilation, military aircraft were flying over the pasture. Now figure that one out. But it's not unusual to have reports of black helicopters in the area where there's been a mutilation. This entire phenomenon is not scary to me, but interesting. I want to know more and see more and meet them. I feel that if they were the monsters as they are portrayed in the movies, then why haven't they done away with us humans? And why haven't they taken over our planet since their technology is so much greater than ours is? I have never experienced anything negative with the UFO phenomenon, only good. Judy Messaline, owner of the UFO Watchtower.
11: a deft exponent of the martial arts He gave me three warnings, trod on me toes Stuck his fingers in my eyes and kicked me in the nose A rabbit punch made me eyes explode My head went dead, I fell in the road I pleaded for mercy, I wriggled on the ground He kicked me in the balls and said something profound stole me suey and left me for dead through rivers of blood and splintered bone i crawled half a mile to the public telephone i pulled the corpse out the call box held back the bile and with a broken index finger, i proceeded to dial couldn't you get an ambulance the phone was screwed the receiver fell in half it had been come through a black belt karate cop but the stiff on the floor. He looked like an extra from Yen shampoo He said, What's all this then? Arthur, Arthur, Arthur. He wore a bamboo mask, he was Jen Dong Zen. He finished his devotions and he beat me up again. Thanks to that embryonic Bruce Lee, I'm a shadow of the person that I used to be. I can't go back to Salford, the cops have got me marked. Enter the dragon, exit Johnny Clark.
2: Also, I forgot to mention, folks, that we uh, are brought to you by Alfred's Trousers, one of our sponsors. When you, you know, you talk to Al, he says if you want trow, we got it for thou.
9: on my arms stood on end, just as if I was in an intensely powerful electromagnetic field. I just assumed that whatever this craft was, its propulsion system was generating this field of energy. I tried to keep my eyes closed for most of it because it was so terrifying. I was worried about what I was being exposed to. It seemed
12: likely this was a UFO, and I sure didn't want to see anything. I wasn't sure how I would react, and I didn't want to panic and do something stupid that might jeopardize my life. This experience was a hundred percent real, and it was going to take all my emotional, mental, and physical strength to get through this. In the next agonizing seconds, I was pulled on board the craft. I found myself with four or five distinctly non-human beings in front of me. They were dressed in beige jumpsuit uniforms. They were all about similar height, around four feet high, somewhere in that neighborhood. They're very similar in structure to what people claim are the grays, but there were some stark differences. Their skin color was off-white, kind of like a milky white. It was darker than our skin color, but I wouldn't say it was gray. Their eyes were very large, and they weren't completely black. They actually had pupils, and their eyes were a brilliant blue. Beings I saw had the same haunting, beautiful, and piercing eyes. They had no hair, very slender noses with very slender mouths, and only holes for ears. Their skulls looked slightly bilobed. I noticed when I was walking behind one that there was a pulsation, and I could actually see some of the veins in its head. I can't remember what their hands and feet looked like. I think I was just staring at their heads and their eyes. One of the things that struck me was that their neck structure looked way too small to support the size of their heads. Their necks were probably no more than three or four inches in diameter, which would mean their physiology was something very different from ours. Their heads were twice the size of ours. When I was initially taken on board and opened my eyes, I actually staggered against an object on my left, and I took a quick glance, and it was my car. They had somehow managed to take me and my car on board this craft. One minute, I'm in the passenger seat, and then they moved me through the windshield of the car. I don't know how they did that. That process actually hurt. There was a lot of pain and discomfort associated with getting moved into the ship. And I was scared. Being scared, I got angry. I think that's just a natural response when you're faced with something that you're not prepared for. And I was scared.
9: Being scared, I got angry. I think that's just a natural response when you're faced with something that you're not prepared for. I mean, prior to this experience, the only thing I ever knew about extraterrestrials was probably what I saw on Star Trek. I assumed that, yeah, there probably are extraterrestrials out there in the universe. Maybe they even look pretty much like us, or are pretty much like us. But nothing really could have prepared me for the experience the raw, I'll call it the raw reality of the experience that I was faced with. I was angry with the beings. I started yelling and swearing at them saying, you don't have the right to do this. What do you guys think you're doing? Part of me was afraid they were gonna hurt me again. I yelled, you know, you could have used the effing door. And one stood up and said, what do you need doors for? The question stunned me. I thought, how do I answer that? How can I even start to explain why I need to use the door? Like, I'm thinking, how in the world am I gonna communicate with these guys if we don't even have doors in common? I continued to get more angry and indignant when another being stepped forward and zap. I was completely calm. They had the ability to influence my emotional state and calm me down. I don't know how they did that, but they did. And immediately I was calm. And this being said, come with me. And I said, okay. It seemed a natural thing for me to do. And I just followed without a question and without anger. This was, of course, very bizarre behavior considering the circumstances. Everything that they suggested to me, I felt was the right thing to do. What was also remarkable about this experience is that they spoke perfect English. I didn't pick up an accent from them at all. I don't understand, but it suggested to me that these beings are well aware of our culture. They certainly made a tremendous attempt to try to understand it and even understand the language. So this was not telepathic communication. They spoke English to me and they only spoke it in very short sentences of two to five words. That's the maximum. They didn't go into long explanations or orations. They just told me to do something and I just went ahead and did it. They said, Come with me, and I went with them, and those types of things. But they didn't speak English to each other. They seemed to just know what to do and went ahead and did it. As the experience continued, I underwent a number of medical procedures. And I blacked out. I'm not sure why I blacked out. Maybe it was because of the pain or something that was occurring to me in one of the procedures. At the end of these procedures, I had found myself regaining consciousness on a table. And there were two large beings, very similar in structure to all the other beings that I'd seen, but they were dressed in black uniforms, and they were about ten feet tall.